Amanda. And I'm Kristen. And we are the Extra Sisters. So sit back, relax, and let's get creepy. Welcome to our first installment of our new series for 2021. And for 2021, last year, of course, we did the 100 Years of Horror, but this year we are going to dive into foreign horror. So for this first installment of the foreign horror series, we are going to discuss a film from Belgium called Cub. And actually in Belgium, it is called Welp. Mm Mm-hmm was actually kind of funny towards the end of this very dramatic gory ending and then the credits scene said welp (laughs) (laughs) so this is a 2014 again belgian horror film and this was actually the director's first film that he did and it debuted at the toronto film festival and i hadn't really heard much about it you know there are some of those films that you even foreign wise you hear a lot about them Mm -hmm. this is not one that i had really heard about but it's very interesting and it's not got a ton of ratings but it's actually we'll talk about the ratings in a little bit but kind of surprised me a little bit on the rotten tomato side of things but it is kind of gory but i wouldn't necessarily it's kind of hard uh, as far as subgenre because you almost want to say it's a monster movie but it's not but it's not really right so i guess i would say it's more of like a thriller i don't i would we'll just say horror film because i don't know (laughs) it's hard to describe what type of film this is i mean honestly my first note on this so i chose this film i chose to do belgium this month so we have two films for you and i wanted to choose films that i hadn't heard about that had still fairly decent ratings and from countries that you never hear do horror i didn't know belgium did horror movies So I chose this one and I really wanted to like it. The cover looks great. The storyline is basically the Flemish Boy Scouts go out and there's something in the woods that is hunting them down. So that sounds pretty cool, but it ended up, unfortunately, it had way too many moving parts. And that's literally my first note on this. And I bring that up because you're having trouble trying to figure out where it fits to. It it did. It had way too many moving parts for such a short movie. This, I think it was less than an hour and a half, barely. It was about an hour 24, I think. Yeah. So for less than an hour and a half movie, it every time you turned around, there was some new thing that you thought was going to be the the horror movie trope we were going to follow for this this movie. And it wasn't like they threw in way too many things. I will definitely agree with you. And we'll kind of talk about the plot a little bit. I think that the best thing for you to do is to find it and watch it. Of course, that's always going to be our recommendation. But again, these being foreign films can be a little bit more difficult to find. Obviously, we found them. So they're not impossible. We tried to do things that you can find. There were some that we actually had to take off the list because they were so difficult to find, but you know, not impossible, but we want to try to do a little bit more accessible films. And so let's talk about the plot a little bit. 
Sam is a 12 year old Cub Scout, which was interesting to see because we always hear about Boy Scouts of America and Cub Scouts, but it's yeah. always cool to like, it's cool that, you know, so I learned something new. I assumed this was kind of a more inter- international thing, but you always hear about Boy Scouts of America. So yeah. interesting to see that there are Scouts in also other countries. Not that I think America has cornered the market right. on scouting, but you know. But no, I liked it too, just to see it from another perspective. Right. So Sam is a 12 year old Cub Scout and you definitely see right from the get go that he's going to be our main character. And he's also the bullied, the underdog character, the outcast of this Cub Scout group, even with his Cub Scout leaders, the, they don't really like him that much either, or at least one of them. His name is Baloo. Yeah. Baloo is probably my least favorite character in this whole series or excuse me, this whole film do not like him at all. That was one of those moving parts I think should have been written off very quickly. Yeah. If I had to pick one. Well, I mean, when I talk about serious moving parts, I mean, we end up with, okay, is this kid an animal? No, he's a kid. Is he a kid that's being ruled by this other in charge guy to kill people in the woods? Well, we don't know. Maybe do these kids get changed out? Well, we don't know. You're left with so many goddamn questions. And one of the things is, and it's a little farther into the movie, but Baloo makes a comment to their cook who he's been flirty with. And he makes a comment. He goes, yeah, the, this kid's mom called us and said that he had all these problems, but he really wanted to be in the scouts and we were supposed to watch him. A traumatic and violent past and it's he's a foster kid is is what he says and you know that's something that is never talked about and you kind of can see that he has issues because they kind of allude to him being a freak outcast that kind of character but he could just be really quiet or the bullied kid. You don't really know. Cool. Exactly. But if he ha- does have PTSD, then treating him like an outsider freak is not the way to help any situation. And that's another thing that I mentioned too. Baloo, again, he's probably in his 20s and he yeah. is assuming he went through the ranks as a cub his entire childhood. Now he is a scout leader. You also have... Chris, who is another scout leader. Chris is definitely the more understanding, the more mature of the two of them. And he actually wants to help Sam. And you kind of see that because Baloo calls, says, you know, to Chris, like, he's your project, you go deal with it. Right. But Baloo should not, and I be working with children at all. At all. There's, there's no, like, why does he even want to is my thought here like he clearly doesn't really care about them that much he's on some sort of power trip with these like 10 to 12 year old boys yeah bringing his dog to like keep him in line like when our main kid he's late all the time he makes his dog chase him through the fucking grove or whatever like that's fucked up no to run laps yeah no but then i'm also confused because he's such a fucking douche and then he's been kind of flirting so the only girl here is their cook she they pick her up along the way and she's gonna cook for them which okay here's another confusing thing isn't that the point of boy scouts and girl scouts to teach you these things why do you pick up a woman as your cook i don't understand do you guys not know how to do this on your own isn't that kind of the point plus it's just like mostly like canned food anyways or she's like throwing bacon on a fucking like 
skillet. Like it, it's very simple things. Exactly. My other confusion was she's very compassionate and cares for these kill children. And I was also confused because he does yeah, not. That's where I was getting. Exactly. He, he is. You're watching him be a douche. That turns you on. And six his dog on one of them at some point yeah. and we like try to help and it's like what about this guy do you find attractive right or like when she first gets in the fucking or not okay they stop they get out she has to get back into this truck and it's one of those big military ones you have to get up in and she's getting up in and he fucking smacks her on the ass this girl you just picked up you just met and you smack her on the ass in front of all these little boys and she's cool with that because she ends up letting him give her head later on in the woods after watching him then also be a douche to these kids. What the fuck? Yeah, it's it. There are a lot of again, he's my least favorite moving part to this, I think. Yeah. Blue, again, this douchey scout leader that's also abusive. I do not like it. it. It just doesn't do anything for the story other than they needed a dog, but they could have had a dog without him. You know, right. Uh, uh, yeah so they they have this thing that they're introducing to the kids called kai before so they're going into the woods for this camping trip and they scare them right off the bat with the story of kai which is like this werewolf type thing type child that you know people have been going missing and it's kind of like this campfire story that they want to rile the kids up with that they don't actually believe but as the viewer, you know that this is actually a thing because the first opening scene that you got was this woman running from this creature and basically not being successful. Right. <laughs> she thinks that she's actually running into traffic and she's going to yell for help. And then there's this weird mechanism that's set up to look like headlights, but it's just this mechanical trap for yeah. her to think it is, which is another weird thing. There's traps throughout the whole woods. Yeah, it's like and saw, but in the woods. Yeah, it, we even come across this cop. So they're Boy Scouts. They're supposed to rent out a certain field. They don't end up, they aren't able to do that because there's fucking assholes there. Whatever. They get to die. That'll be great. But they move to a different field and this cop comes and tracks them down because they told him that these guys were being assholes. And he's like, no, if you, if you guys are fine camping here, just camp here. That's fine. And he mentions to them, this is another moving part that I didn't understand. He mentions to them that I know you saw the bus factory town when you guys went through and it's this total ghost town like you could tell people used to live there and make buses now it's gone and he makes a comment about i would just be careful because i found a bunch of people that used to work at the factory killed themselves and they hung themselves in these woods so be careful there might be bodies that i might have missed you know stuff like that he kind of warns him that part and that is essentially when we come all around to it i know i'm spoiling the end kind of but that's kind of what's going on is one of those workers at the bus factory has just gone totally insane and now he has set up all these traps everywhere to kill people why did you like making buses that much is there not another profession that you can move on to <laughs> yeah I, i'm assuming he was already kind of unhinged and then yeah that, like fucking did it you know and that was another thing too like you see like little tiny clips of this like underground bunker basically but it doesn't actually tell you so you're just kind of questioning and it keeps coming back to it and i think that again i'm not a filmmaker i i, I do like to write so i will say I, I could probably write a decent story if i did actually sat down and tried to do it but i do think that the story of kai like the boy in the woods that is primitive and having to survive and kill things and do that and steal 
and the story of Sam befriending this thing because that's what happens. So there's this boy in the woods that has this like real creepy mask and he is coming to like one night he comes to the camp and he steals things or like one day Sam is like digging this pit for them to basic like that's they're going to be their bathroom pit and he sees him behind him so sam knows that kai is real and so he actually is going to go basically looking for kai and so this whole plot is basically sam finds kai and actually befriends him kind of kai has been stealing from the camp and steals like some dog food and you know just little things like that and Sam finds his nest. It's like this big, gigantic. It's so cool. It is really cool. It's in a tree, and he's just made this gigantic. It's like it looks kind of like a, almost the size of like a hot air balloon, and, and like what that would be in size, almost. Yeah, but it and, looks like a yarn ball, like yeah. with all the twigs and stuff over it, like exactly. almost, almost like an actual bird's nest is what he's made, just human size. It's so cool. Yep. And that's where he's living. And Sam goes up there and they have this altercation, but Sam brings him a can opener and some food and basically shows him like, I'll help you open the food that you stole. And they basically forge this friendship almost this kind of unspoken thing that he's not going to hurt Sam. Everyone else is free game, but he's not going to hurt Sam. And this, so this, you know, outcast social pariah boy. And now this, basically you know wooded horror that he's been made out to be are now friends yeah that's basically the whole thing that would have been a fine plot right there because they start doing horrible things like there's this one scene that okay to be honest i had to plug my ears and close my eyes i couldn't do it the dog in the bag yes yeah i couldn't do it that is so trigger huge trigger warning for that scene man that is i have accidentally come across videos of like dogs being like beaten by their own like real life things like on facebook and on news Mm -hmm. things i can't that is like some of the stuff that i cannot ever get out of my head that just like there there is a, a show, a documentary on Netflix right now that I'm so interested in. And it's called Don't Fuck With Cats. But I literally cannot watch it because what it's about is about Anonymous or, or 4chan or something. It's one of those Hacktivist websites. Group. Yes, exactly. Taking down people that were torturing cats. So it's going to show videos of I can't. I cannot. I can't. Like, even the fact that you guys took them down, I love you. You're amazing. Thank you for being there to watch those videos and take those people down. But I cannot. No, I couldn't either. That stuff is like the, some of the, obviously like there are horrible things that happen with humans, but like hearing them cry, Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. is Mm -hmm. what Mm -hmm. gets me. And there's this scene where after the dog, Kai sees the dog bite Sam. And so he goes to get the dog because that's his friend. And so he goes to get the dog, he strings it up and puts it in a bag and he goes to get Sam and he's like, look what I got for you. It's the dog. And Sam is starting to kind of have this shift after he meets Kai. They take sticks, like big ones, like, you know, and they start beating the dog in the bag like a pinata. And it's a long scene. Yeah. And I'm not saying that took away from the movie. It had its place. I'm not saying it didn't, but I just, I just couldn't. 
I couldn't do it. Yeah, and it was terrible. And the uh, Baloo, who we actually hate, then he comes in and he has to protect his puppy and he finds, you know, them killing his dog and now he's going to kill these boys. And it's like, you hated this guy before, but now you're sitting here going, kill those fucking kids. Yeah, and you know, I think that, like it's kind of hard because yes, if I saw someone um, literally beating my dog, I think a blind rage at that I'd point. I'd kill him. Would I'd kick. straight up kill him. Yeah. yeah. Would just blind rage would totally kick in. And exactly. I just, yeah. Did, uh, mm. Yeah. But then the other guy, Chris comes over and saves the boys by tackling Baloo because that's another another moving part we gotta have all this crap in here because they make comments of his fucking not karate jujitsu he he knows jujitsu which I get it he's a scout maybe he does but still was that our that that's it that's our thing and then even knowing jujitsu he still dies like you're sitting there watching him die and going kick him kick him nothing no okay whatever yeah but he basically is like the girl says well the dog bit sam and then you know they know sam's past and everything and they're like okay well that's kind of you know your fault but i I will say like baloo literally sicked that dog on sam like and that's the other thing that's the other thing like i i love animals but at the same time i kind of get it yeah because that dog has been used as a weapon against these children to torment them and it's not the dog's fault that no. it is the owner's fault yeah. but the dog is unfortunately the weapon that has to be taken out you know exactly and sam we find out has this horrible violent traumatic past he's switching now into he's been fighting and fighting and fighting and fighting and fighting it's very much a case of like nature versus nurture because as soon as he's taken out of this like nurture and put into this like primitive like somebody's going to show me to be violent Mm -hmm. and into another type of nurture situation you know he switches immediately yeah it doesn't take much at all he's been having to keep this inside for so long and he probably would have grown up to be just fine you know but he was given the opportunity to be violent Mm -hmm. yep and that's kind of the whole premise of this movie and i think that would have been fine on its own agreed i think they're like the the guy who's in charge of it all who lives under the ground and sets all these booby traps it's so hills have eyes and i get that you probably liked the movie do your second one as the hills have eyes do this one as kai and sam yeah so you know this is where we you know uh, i i don't think this guy blue should not be working with kids because (laughs) he says messed up kids like him belong in a madhouse not scouts and it's like bitch what like yeah. Baloo, so sam runs back into the woods and baloo says let him starve which i also understand because his dog just got killed but it's also kind of his fault yeah so chris goes out to look for him and so does the girl and they, chris finds the nest and also finds the cop's bloody phone in the nest because he was trying to call the cops and then in the meantime sam gets into the underground bunker and finds dead bodies like all posed up in the bus and Not creepy at all yeah <laughs> and then we find out Kai is being used by this big, the big daddy is to (laughs) 
basically lure all these people in, help them set the traps. So he's basically, you know, he won't like take care of him. He's not like letting him live in the bus. He has to like yeah. nest, but he is being used by him. Yeah. So Chris tries to, you know, help Sam, but then he gets murdered by a big giant dude. Yeah. Yeah. And Sam goes back to camp and Baloo just starts beating him. Like going to kill him and the other scouts are just watching this from their tent and then this guy the guy that you know big scary dude that has the bunker gets in their van he fucking runs down all those kids in the tent there's like two that escape yep they make it out one of them is kind of a friend of sam's like He's the only one. Another, He's been like, let's go help him. Let's go help him. Like he gets out. Meek, like meek. Yeah. You know. Exactly. The ones who are probably picked on. He gets out and the the head Cub Scout get out. But yeah. then we never see them again. Oh, yeah. Like, they forget about them. Yeah. Like you're going, oh, okay. So they're going to help Sam because our girl, our chef gets taken, gets kidnapped along the way. Like she ends up in another trap and all of that happens and Kai comes and gets her and he kidnaps her and takes her underground. Okay. So that's happening. And so you're like, Oh, okay. So now Sam has to go get her. So these boys are going to help him. No, no, they just aren't ever talked about again. Just another moving part that we just drop. Well, they help him like burn the, the fucking bus. Like his friend kind of helps him orchestrate. Yeah. That's he great. Stabs the gas tank and then helps him jump over, like lure the guy to drive over the fire pit and like blows up the fucking truck. But you know that the guy's not going to die because that's yeah. just what the movie is. And so then we go back to Sam and you know, he goes to find the girl because he actually likes her. Like he's been, you know, she's been really compassionate towards him and helps him and, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. Blue, though, falls into a trap and gets a tree dropped on him. And Sam hasn't lost all of his humanity yet. <laughs> and mm -hmm. he asks for Sam's help by calling him a little freak. And even after that, Sam yeah. tries to help him. I wouldn't. But by helping him, it causes another tree to fall on him and crushes him. Because these are uh -huh. traps. Yeah. Like, these are not, like, real tree. Like, they are, they're rigged to fall. Yeah. So then Sam gets to the buses and has to fight Kai to save, I think her name is Jasmine. And yes. the big motherfucker comes back and he basically orchestrates this fight. Kai gets thrown into this gigantic pit that a dead body was thrown into earlier. It's just a really long pit and there's a bunch of gross muddy water at the bottom. And then when the guy comes back that was burned earlier, we kind of saw that coming. He basically throws him down there and is like getting off on the fact that now these two little boys are going to have to fight to the death. Yeah. So then we have this whole fight scene between Kai and Sam and, and it's in this like big giant water muddy pit. And one of them, he throws a knife down there to make it more interesting. And Sam and Kai now are fighting over this knife. And you see one of them get stabbed in the stomach, but you don't know which one. And then you come up and you see Kai comes out and he's all like growly. And, you know, so you're like, okay, well, Sam's dead. 
Jasmine's all strung up by her wrists and it's really unfortunate. There is no sexual assault in this movie. No. Maybe implied, but it's not, doesn't happen. I don't even necessarily think it's implied. I think he just wants to murder people. Yeah. But she does a good job. Yeah. She's still tied up and he comes out and he starts coming closer and she's acting like she's out, like she's passed out. And instead she wakes up right before he gets there and fucking just twists her legs and kicks him. Oh, that was great. Yeah. So she gets away, but yeah, she doesn't. So we actually cut back to the exact same thing from the beginning. So Jasmine was the girl in the beginning and now we're back. So she's running and she thinks she's running to safety because she sees the headlights, but it's just another one of their traps. And she gets caught and she gets fucking impaled on these stakes that are on a big tree. Yeah. And she's not dead. Oh, yeah. Unfortunately. So... Kai takes a knife to finish her and she pulls the mask off Kai and guess what? It's Sam. So he has now basically just totally like gone to being completely like lost in humanity. Like he's just ready to be a killer and live in the woods, you know, he put on the Kai mask and became Kai. And like, you're like poor baby, you know, right? like the mask is really fucking cool though. You feel really bad for him, but he starts stabbing the fuck out of her and he didn't have to succumb to his violent past, but he was given the opportunity and that's pretty much like what the movie is. And then, well, you know, comes on the screen and I thought it was funny, but because that's what cub is in Dutch and, um, yeah. Yeah. You know, like again, I thought it was, it was entertaining enough while I was watching it. Like I, it was, I wasn't like mad at the movie at the time. Like I was watching it when you go back and talk about it. Like I was mad that Baloo was a thing. Did not think he should have been working with kids. I thought that it was over dramatic. Like he just was not a really well written character. I didn't think that it was necessary. I didn't think that he was believable. Mm -hmm. Um, I thought that that should have just been like written out completely. And I thought that it would have been just fine with like two like camp counselors that gave a shit basically because they could have had all of those things without the blue character. Yeah. But I also thought that the like, you know, big daddy with the bunker was also kind of weird i kind of get it to an extent but they tried to make it like you said too many things like all these people were hanging themselves and all these people are going missing and then there's kai and then he's being controlled by this and was kai there first or was this his son or was this like you know Mm -hmm. there are no answers and yeah i have i literally i have so many more questions at the end than i had they didn't get answered because you're right. Like how many generations of kids has he done this to? Cause I'm assuming he just keeps replacing them. I don't know. Or maybe this was his first one and he exactly. had the other one for a really long time. Like, I don't know. It's hard to say like, you know, and it, the buildup is pretty good and there's some interesting things and, you know, but it just, once it kind of gets down to it, it just kind of, you know, runs dry a little bit and, you know, but it's entertaining enough. I will say it kind of leaves me give it like leaning towards my initial thought was kind of like a three. When you really pick it apart, it kind of heads towards like a two and a half realm to me personally. Yeah. Well, here's some trivia real quick. 
So I don't know if you noticed, but the town marker that they're heading towards is Castle Rock. So Stephen King. I did notice that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's obviously spelt differently, but it is Castle Rock. The There's a cell phone that rings at one point and it played a tune that I was like, I fucking know that sound. And when I looked it up in trivia, it's playing the Suspiria theme. The director was actually originally in a rock band called The Hickey Underworld. <laughs> a Belgium Film Ratings Board gave this film an all-ages rating, which actually the Flemish Boy Scouts were pretty pissed about. They have argued that parents shouldn't let their kids see this and that it's not really like the Scouts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's it. But for my rating... Yeah, I mean, like I said, I really wanted to like this. I was excited to see a country. I'd never heard about Belgian horror. I guess maybe after this one, there's a reason. We do still have another one coming for you from Belgium, though. So hopefully that one will be pretty good. But for this one, yeah, probably a two. Yeah, I mean, Rotten Tomatoes tends to kind of a 33% audience score and a 38% critic consensus. Granted, not a ton of it doesn't even have enough of a critic consensus to like have like a big one at the top mm-hmm. 24 mm-hmm. critics and 294 audience members but it does have enough to average them together so you know from what it does have it doesn't have like you know a ton also blue translates to peter just to throw that out there interesting yeah so his name is peter but good to know the title said blue so he's blue (laughs) (laughs) but you know it it does have some interesting things and and it it is fun enough like again i didn't i didn't end up at the end being like well that was a waste of time right pretty neutral at the end of it i was like okay yeah so you know uh, good enough but we really hope that you are excited about this series. We're really excited about this series. Something that just kind of came because we were like, wow, this was really good. And it was foreign. I'd never heard of it. Mm-hmm. So it just kind of naturally came about. This is something we wanted to dive into more. We do have some countries coming up. We organize some by countries. Some are kind of out of left field. So mm-hmm. just excited to see what comes of 2021. Hopefully, obviously, much better than 2020. But, you know, we did have fun with 100 Years of Horror. But just exactly as, as a year in general but as far as series goes they were i hope both end up being great because last year was great yeah no i loved last year i'm really excited for the foreign horror even though this one was kind of like ho-hum at least we didn't start off on a terrible terrible front but i'm i'm excited i think there's some good ones on here that i've been wanting to watch for a while too yeah so hopefully you stick with us and find some things that you add to your list Yep, and until next time, stay creepy.